Chapter Five of Gypsy, the Talking Dog, a story for young folks. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Olson Fytak, Los Angeles. Gypsy, the Talking Dog, a story for young folks by Tudor Jenks. Chapter Five. The Gypsy's Flight. Hearing the bell, the party at the dinner table became silent. They could not help listening, for all believed that the Gypsy had come. After a moment, the maid entered and told Chris's father that there was a man in the hall who wished to see the gentleman of the house. Do you know him? the father asked. No, sir, the maid replied. But if you'll excuse me, sir, I think it's the gypsy gentleman I heard the children talking about. He looks like that. He's sort of a dark and... Very well. Show him into the reception room and ask him to be kind enough to wait a moment. As soon as I finish my cup of coffee, I will see him. The maid left the room and Helen said, Oh, father, have we got to give up the dog? i can't tell yet her father replied i must hear the man's story and then i will decide what we ought to do you wish to do what is right of course yes father said helen slowly i suppose i do but it is ever so much nicer when it's right to do what you want to do i never had just the kind of dog i like best and this one is such a bright little fellow i believe the gypsy stole him said chris boldly you shouldn't say that remarked his mother it isn't fair to the man well i will see what the gypsy gentleman has to say for himself the father said and left the room there was little talk in the dining-room after the father had gone both helen and chris sat quite still gazing at the sleeping dog and wishing they could hear what was being said in the reception room. Gradually, they began to hear the sound of one voice that became louder and louder. It was not their father's voice, so they knew that the gypsy was arguing for his rights. At length, their father returned, and speaking quietly, as he always did, addressed the children. I wish, he said, that you would come with me. I would like you to hear what the gypsy says about you. Chris and Helen were only too glad to go, and both jumped down from their chairs and followed their father. They found the gypsy seated in a large armchair with his legs sprawled far out on the rug. As soon as he saw the children enter, he rose to his feet and scowled crossly at them. Now you shall see, he began but the children's father interrupted him. "'Excuse me,' he said, "'but I will, if you please, let the children know what you have said. You can correct me if I do not state it as you told it to me.' Then, turning to Christopher, the father went on. "'He blames you for having taken the dog from him. He says that on Christmas Day you and Helen came walking toward their camp in the edge of the woods.' that you called the dog, that the dog ran to you, that he followed, and the dog then ran to our house. 
then he says he came next day while you were playing some game with rackets and demanded his dog you then said he could not have his dog and when he tried to take it you christopher struck him now is that true it is the truth every word said the gypsy frowning at christopher and shaking his finger i asked my son said the father and you must let him answer but the boy will deny it said the gypsy christopher's father turned on him so fiercely that the gypsy backed away be silent or you will leave my house at once said the father now christopher you may answer part of it is true part of it is not said christopher we did go walking near the camp but we didn't call the dog the dog ran away and this man chased him and threw stones at him then it is true that the dog came to our house but it was all by himself when this man came after the dog he caught him by the leg and began to whip him helen told him not to and then he raised a switch to hit her i would not do such a thing exclaimed the gypsy but chris without taking his eyes from his father's face went right on and so i hit him with my racket that is the truth very well said his father now how about the dog we did take him into the house chris said because he ran away from this man and did not come out of the bushes till he had gone i don't know whether that was right but i thought it was and i'd like to keep him if we may but the dog is mine said the gypsy i am not yours there was a new voice in the room all turned and there on top of a small table was the little dog sitting up as he had been taught to do in paris by his master for a moment all gazed in silence then there came the sound of the dog's voice again i am not yours he repeated you stole me from my master and brought me to america but said christopher's father in rather a scared voice i did not know dogs can speak lots can't replied the little dog but my master taught me i was the only friend he had i speak french best but english a little i have heard english while with this thief for he is a thief he stole me in paris and brought me here i must talk to tell you the gypsy seemed struck dumb he gazed hopelessly about and then suddenly darted through the door out into the hallway and in a minute more they all heard the front door bang the man had run away as soon as the door shut the little dog jumped to the floor and trotted back into the dining-room the father son and daughter looked at one another speechless with amazement at last helen spoke wasn't that clever of him but her father replied i am simply amazed he certainly talked i heard him so did i said christopher nodding his head of course he did said helen too but i'm glad of it i always wanted a pet that could talk and now we've got one
oh i am delighted and she began to jump up and down but think of the wonder of it said her father parrots talk said helen and so do ravens and some other birds and i'm sure a dog knows more than a bird it is the most remarkable thing i ever said her father and then he stopped let us go in and see him said christopher so they all returned to the dining-room where they found the dog curled up in the chair where they had left him seeming to be fast asleep how strangely you all look said the mother as they entered what has happened it is no wonder her husband replied we were arguing with the gypsy when suddenly the little dog came in and began to talk you must be dreaming she said it is impossible we all heard him said helen it is absurd her mother insisted you are excited and you took his growling for words we all understood him christopher insisted perhaps the gypsy pretended to make him talk said his mother they are tricky people that might be the father agreed but the dog called him a thief and said that he stole him said helen and the gypsy man ran away still he may have been frightened when christopher contradicted him said her father and he may have taken that way to escape i will believe almost anything rather than that the dog talked even though i thought i heard him but parrots talk helen said once more so they do suppose you go to bed said her father at all events you have the dog whether he can talk or not and that is the main thing i think i will go over to the gypsy camp to-morrow possibly i can make it all right with the man he seemed to be frightened about something and perhaps if i give him some money to let us keep the dog that will make all satisfactory yes please do father said christopher for even supposing the dog did talk and i think he did really he may not have told the truth and i'd like to feel that we had some right to him i've a good idea exclaimed helen you and i will give father our christmas gold pieces and then we shall feel that the dog is our very own that is if the gypsy is willing their father did not wish to take their money but they were so eager and so much displeased when he refused that before they went to bed they had persuaded him to take their christmas money to pay for the little dog the next day their father went to the camp and met the gypsy at first the gypsy said he did not care anything more for the dog and even refused to talk about him but when he saw that it was the father's wish to pay something for the little fellow he gladly took the money saying let it be for good luck then later in the day the camp was broken up the gypsies packed their belongings into wagons and a long procession wound over the hill and far away so the little dog succeeded in finding christopher and helen as galopoff had advised but although the children talked often to him he would only bark or wag his tail and seemed to forget that he had spoken what shall we name him asked helen a few days after the gypsy's visit the gypsy called him some queer thing like jackal said christopher 
but I don't think that is a good name. I'll tell you what, Helen exclaimed. We have been calling him the Gypsy's dog, and we're used to that. Suppose we just name him Gypsy. There is a good short name for that, Gyp. Besides, it will remind us that he came from the Gypsy camp. But if he's stolen, that isn't his right name, Christopher objected. If he did talk, Helen began, but Chris interrupted. You know he did. Father and mother may doubt it, but they're not used to make-believe, and so things surprise them. Well, Helen went on, we'll wait till he tells us his true name, and meanwhile we will call him Gypsy. End of chapter 5 Recording by Linda Olson-Fytuck, Los Angeles